powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is a lamp to my feet and light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing for just one more minute. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Bishop, why do you have us stand? It's just to show honor and reverence for the word. Amen. You'd stand for a judge. You'd stand for who? The president of the United States. To respect the office of the presidency. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Y'all ready? Now I want you to read this verse. Read real loud. I just, I work real hard. Let me catch my breath. One, two, ready, read. Stop! Give thanks for the good stuff. For the bad stuff. For the stuff you like. What does the book say? Oh, watch this. Circumstances. So if they want you, thank you. If they don't want you, thank you. Next. If they hire you, thank you. If they don't, thank you. You get the car, thank you. If you don't, thank you. Good report, thank you. Bad report, thank you. Up, thank you. Down, thank you. For this. Look at me. I'm just trying to figure out what God's will is. Let me tell you why you feel lost. Because you ignored what he said. Put the verse up. It says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What's his will? In whatever circumstance I'm in, I say, thank you. You missed it. Touch your neighbor and say, I know God's will for you. Tell him, say, I so have it figured out. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, whatever's going on, just say thank you. 
Father, tonight speak to us. Do what you do when you do how you do when you do when you do it because you do it impeccably well. You are the God that is too erudite to be an idiot. You are the God that is too evolved to be unevolved. You are the God that steps into nothing and turns it into something. You are the God that takes our mess and makes a message, takes our test, gives us a testimony, takes our valley and makes it into a mountain. You are the God that takes the naysayers and makes them the one that have to say next. You are the God that we can say thank you to. That's your will. No matter what's going on, we have one report around here. And that is, thank you. And Father, watch this. When we get thankful for where we're at, we can say the next part of the message title, which is next. If I'm thankful for my now, I qualify for my next. If I'm thankful in my mess, I qualify for my next. And is there anybody in here tonight where you can say, God, no matter what's going on in any area of my life, I can say, thank you. Would you give them glory in this place? One more time, church next so look I'm a grown man but I told 1115 on Sunday I heard this song by Ariana Grande and girl said thank you next Would you do me a favor introduce tonight's message title to somebody on your left and your right say just say thank you next you can be seated tonight let's go to work we are in a relationship revolution, which is a sudden, complete, and drastic change in the way that we relate to one another. And the first point I want to teach you today is a godly response to everything. It's a godly response to what? Everything. It's a godly response to what? Everything. It's a godly response to what? Everything. Not just the things we want to be thankful for. Can I tell you that one of the greatest challenges that you and I will sometimes face is that we don't know how to be thankful for the stuff that's, watch this, that's not tasteful. We don't know how to be thankful for the stuff that's bitter. We don't know how to be thankful for the stuff that, watch this, doesn't feel good. We don't know how to be thankful for the stuff that doesn't seem good. Watch this. We often don't know how to be the th thankful for the stuff that doesn't go the way we wanted it to go. We had it all mapped out in our head. We had it all planned out in our head. This is what we're going to do, this, that, and the other. And sometimes life is like, mm -mm, that's not what's going to happen. And God says, I need you to mature to a place, watch this, where you can say thank you in all circumstances. Because when you learn how to be thankful in a storm, you qualify for peace. When you learn how to be thankful in your valor, you qualify for the mountaintop. Can I tell some of us maybe the reason you haven't seen what you want to see is because God says you're unthankful so you're out of my will. Mm. The scripture said, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is to be thankful in all circumstances. So here's point number one. Thank you. Next. Can I take it here for our series? Even in relationships. Regardless of how it worked out, can I tell you, you learned something. So for the friends that left you, thank you. Listen, some of y'all are mad at people that ain't even in your life anymore. And you need to let go of that. You know why people get bitter? People get bitter when they're not thankful. People have bad attitudes when they're not thankful. That's why the psalmist said, I will bless the Lord when at all times. It is praise shall continually be in my mouth. If you want me, thank you. If you don't, thank you. If you can't see value, thank you. If you see value, thank you. But here's one thing you got to decide tonight, Wednesday, is I will be thankful in all things. And when you're thankful, you don't complain. Because some of us say, Bishop, I'm thankful. But, but do you demonstrate the fruit of thankfulness? Uh, okay, because watch this. Uh, do you complain? Are you angry? Are you mad all the time? Are you frustrated all the time? Are you always? Because if you're thankful, watch this. There's certain things that you don't even let come out of your mouth. Because I'm thankful. Anybody ever had somebody in your life where you did a lot for them and they were unthankful? 
And then watch this. You looked at their unthankfulness and we were like, how you even going to let that come out your mouth? I went out of my way to get this done for you. I went out of my way. Come on here, Wednesday. I went out of my way. How do you have the unmitigated gall, the intestinal fortitude to say something like that to me? But when you're thankful in all circumstances, you can even look at the people who spitefully use you and persecute you and still say, you can look at the people, watch this, who you're in their presence and they don't know that you know what they've been saying. Come on here. And you can still say thank you. Would you slap your neighbor, high five, say thank you. When you say thank you, you qualify for next. You're missing it. Some of y'all, God says, I would get you out of that mess if you just be thankful in that mess. You are so busy trying to figure your way out, you haven't been thankful in it. Why? Because I'm learning something. Because I'm growing. And I may not be where I want to be, but come on here Wednesday. I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. I'm growing. I'm learning. I'm maturing. I'm developing. What if you stop looking back over certain, watch this, relationships, friendships, interactions in your life, and you stop looking back with bitterness? Bitterness is the residue of a painful experience. And you know you're bitter, watch this, when you can't even talk about it without shaking your head. You can't even talk about it without having a little extra in your voice. You can't even talk, y'all not gonna say nothing. You can't even talk about it without. And I'm gonna need you to know that, watch this, uh, you're gonna need to let all of that go because you don't have time for that. Why? Because if there's bitterness in you, it's gonna poison your fruit. Come on here. If there's bitterness in you, it's gonna poison your manifestation. And in case you don't know, 2019 is the year of manifestation. It is the year of fruitfulness. It is the year where you end cycles. It is the year where you're gonna burst something out. It's the year you're gonna finally see what you've been saying. You're gonna possess what you've been praying for. Somebody say, that's my year. But not if you're not thankful. So sometimes if you have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, you need to be thankful. But you know what? You still sitting there talking about, well, back then when I had this and that. And God says, but we're right here right now. I need you to be thankful for this right here right now. Is there anybody that's going to commit tonight? Watch this. God, give us the grace. Can we pray? God, give us the grace to be thankful in all circumstances. So when we want to complain, we shut up. When we want to be mad, we shut up. When we want to act crazy, we shut up. Because you've been good to us. And since you've been good to us, we should be thankful to you. And when we're thankful in our now, we'll qualify for our next. So prophesy to Thursday. Say, thank you. Next. Prophesy to the rest of your 2019. Say, thank you. Next. Even in relationships. You know why some people keep meeting the same friends, some people keep getting in the same dysfunctional relationships? It's because you weren't thankful for it, so God had to send the lesson again. And when you're not thankful for it, he has to send the lesson again. So you keep going through it over and over and over again. But isn't this the year to end cycles? For some of you in your marriage, y'all keep going through the same stuff. Keep fighting about the same stuff. Keep getting to the edge and then backing up. You know why? Because you're not thankful. You'd be thankful if you keep looking at everybody else's astral turf and started celebrating your real grass. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Move home, Bishop. Point two, flawed foundations fail. You know that, though. You learned that on Sunday. In our digital world, y'all remember Sunday's message, computer world, or uh, computer love? In our digital world, because of how easy it is to connect and disconnect with people, it's too easy to disconnect. All you have to do, and then for the real petty ones, block. Now, sometimes, now let's just tell the truth, though. Sometimes a block is necessary. When you're dealing with crazy, you don't trust crazy. Touch your neighbor and say, don't ever trust crazy. 
Well, you're dealing with crazy. Oh, no. Block, 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 block. Uh-uh. When you see crazy coming, cross the street and hit block. Watch. It's easy to disconnect and connect with people. And you know what happens? We often neglect the foundational work, which is most important in relationships. Because relationships, what did you learn on Sunday? They never fail midway through. They fail up front. You knew everything you needed to know up front. Everything you needed to know. Got it? Even the stuff you wanted to ignore, God was like, how'd you just happen to walk in at that particular time and hear that particular part of that particular conversation? God was like, Are y'all here? Relationships always fail up front. Marriages don't fail 20 years. I don't know what happened. I'll tell you what happened. It was bested up front. Y'all were together for convenience. It, it messed up up front. Oh, I don't know how. After 40, 50 years. Well, let's just be honest. How many of them years y'all actually like one another? In business, relationships don't fail midway through. They fail up front when they were sloppy in business and you still decided to do business with them. Y'all quiet around here. Okay? Friendships, they fell up front. You knew that wasn't a friend. You just liked having somebody around. You liked the sidekick. And some of y'all even watch this. You called it ministry. I'm just doing ministry, just investing in the people. You can't invest in the uninvestable. You can't pour into those that can't be poured into. How did I know they were uninvestable? They never did anything you said to do. Don't ask me for advice and not follow it. The old Chinese proverb that says you can't pour into a cup that thinks it's already full. That's, a, that's an egg foo young verse chapter two verse four. What? Psalm eleven and three. If the foundations are destroyed, what you gonna do? I'm a prayer warrior, and your foundations busted. I'm a worshiper, and your foundations busted. I'm a giver, and your foundations busted. I'm a praiser, and your foundations busted. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Put it up for me, please. Psalm 11 and 3. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Here's what he says. Even if you're in right standing with God, it does not matter because the foundation cannot. Watch this. The foundation is so essential that it doesn't matter what you do unless you go fix it. I need you to catch that. Because sometimes here's what will happen is you will ignore your foundation and say, let's just go eat. Let's just make love, married people. Let's just, let's just take a weekend trip. Let's go to the jazz festival. Come on here, Denver. Go to the jazz festival. You don't even like jazz. <laughs> you eat most of the time. Watch. If the foundations are, what can righteous do? Here's what I like. If the foundations can be destroyed, that means flawed foundations can be what? Fixed. You cannot destroy something that wasn't erected. But we've got to admit that it needs fixing. And even married people, you've got to check your foundation every single year. Why? Cracks can begin to develop in the foundation. Why? When weight is added. When pressure is added, the foundation can begin to crack. See, when y'all met each other, y'all weren't doing too much. But now you got a business, she got a business, so, oh, come on here. So there's pressure. Now you got kids, so there's weight. That means there's pressure. Now you got a mortgage. That means there's weight, so there's pressure. Now you're dealing with this, that, and the other. You've got weight, so there's pressure, so your foundation can get cracks. 
But many people, you've not evolved, married folks, you've not evolved to check your foundation every year because you're like, we good. We've been together since high school, which is awesome. But in high school, y'all didn't have nothing. You weren't worried about FICO. You weren't worried about Texas. You weren't, wor you weren't worried about all that. Now you've got pressure, and when there's pressure, a foundation can begin to crack. But I think there's some people in here on a Wednesday night that say every relationship in my life this year, those foundations are going to be solid, solid as a rock. Now, we told you that there were three things in the foundation. The first, the people in the relationship. And I told you on Sunday, there's no such thing as a healthy relationship with unhealthy people. Okay? People's past experiences explain their present conditions. So I, I said this to you. Be good with their past. Be good with their past. Know it and be good with it. And if you're not good with it, you need to know you've got a crack in your foundation already. If you've got a problem with, with what happened uh, in their past, you're going to always have cracks in your foundations. You need to watch this. Understand that when you say, I love somebody, God is love. You're saying, I got you. Which means I accept all of you and the cracks. I accept all of you and everywhere you've been. Come on here. I accept all of you and your history and your past and what you've done, who you did it with. I accept that. But in computer love world, we don't do that. In computer love world, we don't even want to talk about the past because we say, I don't even need to talk about that. It's all about now. I'm just living my truth in my now. That's why your relationships are busted. <laughs> Second thing in the foundation is the underlying justification. Why does this relationship exist? All right, I challenge you on Sunday uh, I, I, we prayed a prayer on Sunday. I was good at that 1115. How many of you have been seeing the motives of people in your life already? My God, I've been seeing this. It's awesome. Right? Now, check this out. Why does this relationship exist? Okay? Many times, what attaches us to people is something, watch this, that's, watch this, that's not necessarily in them, but it's in us. Let me make you understand it. See, there's something in you that likes projects. This ain't everybody. I'm making a point, church. And so if you like projects, you will be attracted to somebody, not because of the benefit they bring, but because of the project that they are. Somebody with their stuff together, you don't like that. You want somebody you got to get together. And, and you may say, and you may say, well, no, uh, no, 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 no. But just think over your relationships in the past, all types. Was it a project or was it the person you were attracted to? Because if it was the project, watch this, once you did the work, it ended. Once you did the work, it ended. Now they got their stuff together. Now they're gone. Now they got a car. They don't need you no more. Why does it exist? Married people, this is a great question to ask yourself. Girl, why are you here? Boy, why are you here? Ask the questions. Why, why are we together? And it's got to be more than I love you. That's not a plan. You make me feel good. Listen, lots of stuff makes me feel good. Real talk, please don't tell nobody. I ate almost a whole loaf of white bread yesterday at that restaurant. The only reason I'm saying something is so that y'all don't try to blast me out. It was on Instagram. And I told the people at the other table, they were looking. I said, don't say nothing. They said, don't say nothing about us either. I said, good. Then we both. They said, we're in the witness protection program. I said, good. You be quiet, I'll be quiet. Go on now. <laughs> Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All right, all right. Why does this relationship exist? Okay. 
Why are we together? Okay? And there needs to be something tangible. Are y'all here? Say, somebody say, I need results. What if you treated relationships the way you treat what you spend your money on? Ladies, can we talk for a minute? Ladies, holler at me real quick. How many ladies wave at me if you like purses and backpacks and all that? All right. So go to your favorite backpack store. Give them your car, let them charge it, and walk out of there. Watch this with a conversation. You'd be like, no. I need what I paid for. What if you treated relationships like that? I ain't got time to just be on the phone. <laughs> I'm going to need you to bring benefit, and I'm going to bring benefit, because everybody at my table is bringing something to it this year. What's the third thing in the foundation? It, it, it's the lowest load-bearing part. That's our values, non-negotiables. And I said to you on Sunday, make a list that you can keep yourself. Because oftentimes in relationships, we want things from people that we, we can't deliver. So the challenge to make a relationship better is to first be a better person. So if you're trying to be a better husband first, you're doing it wrong. If you're trying to be a better wife first, you're doing it wrong. When you're a better person first, when you're a better Christian first, then you can be better at everything else. Does that make sense? Okay, so some of y'all are on YouTube all day. You ain't listening to the word, but you've been watching tips on being a good woman. You ain't listening to one message. Some of y'all on Instagram, listen, I'm trying to get my business together. How about you make his business important? That's why you ain't got a business, because you won't put his business first. When you handle his business, he'll take care of your business. But when we reverse the order, we'll fail at both. Now, can I tell you some things that aren't going to fix a faulty foundation? Can I tell you some things that aren't going to fix a faulty foundation? All right, here's the first thing. Not talking about something won't make it go away. Living in a denial of reality creates a false sense of happiness because you're not addressing the obvious 800-pound gorillas in the room, and anybody can be happy in a pretend world. Not talking about it isn't going to make it go away. Sometimes we just think, well, it'll get better, and it didn't get better, it just got silent. Mm. It didn't get better, it just was ignored. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? In Genesis, the enemy is, 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 is the Bible calls him a serpent. Serpent doesn't mean snake. But the, it means deceiver. But the imagery we have is that of a snake. So let's just go with that for a moment. In Revelation, it's a dragon. What happened? They fed it and they ignored it. Come here. The enemy, watch this, that you could have taken down is now an enemy that if you ignore it becomes big enough to take you down. I think there are some of us tonight, watch this, where we're going to ask God for the grace to deal with some stuff, to have the tough conversations in our families, in our marriages, with our kids. Because not talking about it's not going to make it go away. And we can think we're fixing the foundation by not talking about it and saying, we good? Okay, give me a hug. We're not good because we didn't deal with the problem. That's your neighbor say, deal with the problem. Right, here's, here's the next thing that won't fix a salty foundation. You ready? You ready? Sex doesn't solve anything. Wow, wow, wow. Super silent on a Wednesday. Sex may prolong a broken relationship, but it will not fix it. And an example is Leah. In Genesis 29, Leah is in denial about the fact that Jacob doesn't love her. So she thinks more sex and more babies will make him love her, and it never worked. She kept popping out babies. Maybe he'll love me this time. Maybe he'll love me this time. Maybe he'll love me this time. And, and finally, she just said, when she got to Judas, she said, you know what? I'm just going to give God praise because ain't none of this work. That's what Judah means, praise. Check this out. Sex doesn't solve anything. It may prolong the inevitable, but it does not solve anything. It got quiet in the church. 
right, watch this. God, since we're talking about sex, one, two, three, four, five. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's start. Touch the baby. Say, let's talk about it. God created sex. Somebody say, yes, he did. <laughs> Won't he do it? Watch. God created sex. Watch. To be enjoyed in marriage. And 1 Corinthians 6, 15 through 17, read it in your own time, teaches us that sex, watch this, is not just a physical connection. Mm -hmm. It is, watch this, a spiritual connection. That's your subconscious mind. And a soul connection. That's your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. In fact, 1 Corinthians 6, 15 through 17 goes so far to say that when you lay with somebody, watch this, you're one with them. Watch this. When you lay with somebody, you are now in the realm of the spirit, married to them. Wait a minute, though. It'll be hard to have a great marriage if your soul and your spirit are still falsely married to some other people. And that's why some single folk can't ever seem to identify a good match. You know why? Because you still got false marriages on the books to some other people. And it'd be wrong for God to send you another. I'm going to back that thing up. In the realm of the spirit, Every time you lay with somebody, and can, I, can I teach you something? Um, every time you lay with somebody, you end up uh, becoming one with all of them. Watch this. Here's what you don't ask. Who are they one with? So let's just do the math. So you ready? Y'all give me the lady's name. Give me a lady's name. Jessica. Okay, give me a dude's name. John. So I like Tyrone. We're gonna... That's a Denver couple, ain't it? Okay, Jessica and Tyrone, watch. It is. <laughs> watch. So Jessica, let's just say Jessica has had, Jessica is, let's just, how old is Jessica? 25? Let's make a little older. Let's make a 28. All right, and how old is Tyrone? 17. No. <laughs> I just play. All right, how old is Tyrone? Y'all talking about how old is Tyrone? 30. He said old enough. No, just stay with me, church. Stay with me, church. Stay with me, church. Stay with me. Somebody said we're about to do the math. Watch this. Watch this. Jessica, if she's had five sexual partners who each have had five sexual partners, okay, Tyrone has had 10 sexual partners. Tyrone was managed, huh? And they've each had five. Every time Jessica and Tyrone lay down together, they are laying down with the math. That's 75 folk. So you wonder why you're so confused? You got 75 souls. Come on here. You wonder why you're so emotional and you're up and you're down? It's because you got 75 souls. You are literally living with people you've never met that are in your spirit. You're literally living with people that you've never met that are in your soul. So the reason you can't focus, the reason you can't get your mind together, the reason you're so emotional, the reason, watch this, you are doing stuff you don't know why you're doing, is because in the realm of the spirit, you got other people in you but tonight. 
So literally what happens, the Bible says, is if you're single and you say, Lord, I'm praying for you to send me somebody. But you've never broken those things off in the realm of the spirit. God says, I can't answer that prayer. That would be sin for me to send you somebody and you married. Falsely. Did you hear me? And if you're married, watch this, it'll be difficult for you to enjoy intimacy with your spouse. Watch this, because you've got all of the math you're laying down with. The Bible calls it, in Proverbs, a polluted soul. Mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. So literally, you've got all of those people in your head. Now, I need you to catch it, because that's Bible. Touch your neighbor and say, that's Bible. Bible. You've got all those people in you. Think about it. It's quiet. Because you be thinking, right? See, sometimes it's difficult to enjoy married people who you have. Because in your mind, there are so many other things that are happening because of where you've been and who you've been with. Are you hearing me? So the question is, Bishop, how I fix that? I'm going to teach you on Sunday. <laughs> Somebody said no tonight. <laughs> you said that like a G. So for that reason, I'm going to answer your prayer. Watch. All right, all right, all right watch me. If it's a spiritual connection, spiritual connection, how is it broken? Realm of the spirit. Got it? Okay. So somebody say through prayer. Give me that oil. We just going to just do this right now. All three of them. All three of them. Or four. Yeah, come on, four. All right, y'all ready? By the way, four was the right type of macaroni and cheese on Instagram. Okay, watch. Some of y'all talking about one. All right, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. I wasn't planning on doing this tonight. I was going to do it later, but, but we're going to do this tonight. Watch this. For every false marriage in the realm of the spirit and in your soul that has existed up until this point, we're about to break that now. All right? All right? Now, I'm going to pray over this oil, and literally, I'm going to just have them pass it around, one to each section. I want you to pass it around. The Bible says the anointing oil breaks yokes. Go to Isaiah 10. The anointing oil breaks yokes. What's a yoke? A connection. You're about to be disconnected to every sexual partner in your past. So if you're single, you'll finally be available. You didn't know why nobody could find you. A man can't find you if you're not available. And watch this. And if you're married, you will enjoy your spouse in a way you've never enjoyed them before because we're going to break it. Father, say this with me, everybody. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, every false marriage in the spirit and in my soul that has existed because of sex, I break that now. I end that now. And when this oil touches me, it will be according to your word. In Isaiah chapter 10, that says the anointing oil breaks the yokes. It breaks the connections. I'm free from that now in Jesus' name. Give God glory and get a bottle of each section. Shout out Abaha. Oh, I need y'all to praise him better than that. Get it to the ambassadors real quickly. Get it to the ambassadors real quickly and let them get it one to each section very quickly. Very quickly, one to each section. All I need you to do is just get a little bit and pass it. Get a little bit and pass it. <laughs> get you some and pass it. Anoint yourself. If you're watching online, 
go to your nearest pantry. Get whatever you got. And in Jesus' name, I declare that that oil would have the anointing of the Holy Ghost in it. No, y'all, this is serious stuff. Because some of you single people, you'll finally be on the market. You ain't been on the market your whole life. You didn't know that. And some of you married people, your marriage is about to experience a level of intimacy you've never seen before. If you believe God's word, I need you to give him glory for it, church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all keep doing that. Keep doing that. I got to move, though. This can't come out of my preaching time. <laughs> so keep passing it. can't come out my time but watch this for some of you tonight all that confusion in your mind for some of you you've been up emotionally and down emotionally you can't figure it out for some of you you've been questioning things that you knew you were sure about for some of you you've had all kind of stuff going on that's because you would had multiple people in you but tonight somebody said like you mean to say but tonight why do y'all say but tonight, Bishop? You're telling your circumstance tonight you're going to change. You're telling your issue tonight you're going to change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. While y'all are still doing that, would you just worship God for just a few seconds? Would you just worship him for just a few seconds? Come on, Wednesday. Come on, digital locations for just a few seconds. This is a big deal, y'all. This is a big deal, y'all. Come on, this is a big deal. Father, we thank you that you're the God that breaks false marriages. You're the God that breaks connections in the spirit. You're the God that breaks souls, uh, ties of our soul. You're the God that disconnects us from uh, uh, bad relationships and bad past sexual experiences. You're the God that does something new. You're the God that gives us a fresh start. You're the God that gives us a new beginning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We good? Y'all still going? We good? We good. All right, watch this. Here's point three. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? I told you on Sunday, who we pick matters what? A lot. And I said to you, a bad picking relationship doesn't always mean the other person is bad. Say thank you. Thank you. Stop being mad at them that it wasn't a fit. That's like one puzzle piece being mad at the other puzzle piece that you didn't fit. You just didn't fit. Got it? Stop being mad at friends that just didn't work out. I can't believe how they did me. Listen, if you ain't careful, you get somebody else the same way. Stop being mad at the business deals that didn't work. Can, can, can I help you, church? Matter of fact, make this declaration. Say, I'm so glad, I'm so glad that, it that it didn't work out. I'm so glad. Can we go Bible? In 1 Samuel, in 1 Samuel, Saul is on his way. His father's name is Kish. Saul, you know who became King Saul. He goes on his way to find his daddy's donkeys. Donkeys in the Hebrew culture were like a luxury automobile. So his daddy sent him to go find his Bentleys or his Rolls or his Lamborghini, whatever you want to put there. Got it? And they're going to find him. Saul's got one of his servants. He's well-to-do. The Bible says Saul looks good. He's tall and all that. He looks like a king. Saul is going out, and he's looking for his donkeys. Watch this. Say he's looking for something. If, 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 if this was Bible college, I'd go real, 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 real there. He's looking for donkeys. So Saul was looking. All right. All right. All right. Okay. I, can't, I ain't going to go there. But at the church, on the stream, watch. He's looking, God, I wish I could go there. Put up, uh, y'all got new, uh, old King James? 
You know, we don't, we don't have, okay, it's a new system. We don't have that. So we ain't going to go there. Somebody say he's looking for donkeys. In scripture, there's another word for donkeys. In the King James Version, it refers to it as an ass. A, a, a female donkey is called a jenny, and a male donkey is called a jack. Jack and jenny. The ass family. <laughs> no, I, I'm not, not cussing, not cussing, okay? So if Saul is looking for donkeys, because we're talking about relationships. Oh, we do have it in Old King James. Come on, Old King James. You read it. One, two, ready, read. Okay, look at me. So if Saul is looking for donkeys, Saul, can we just go super real, church? Now, don't say it, but just, okay. Saul is looking for the mm. We're talking relationships. He's looking for donkeys. He's looking for his donkeys. They can't find him. Touch your neighbor and say he couldn't find what he's looking for. And for those of you who watch this, who that's what you're looking for, you will never find what you really want. You won't be satisfied jumping from bed to bed to bed, from person to person to person, because eventually you're going to say, I want more than this. I need to know that there is more than just my body. I need to know that there's more than just, y'all not talking to me, than just laying down. He looks for, he looks for, he, and if that was you, I declare that's over tonight. I declare, watch this, God changes your taste. He changes your desire that you don't even have the desire to chase after that no more. You ain't even got the desire to be up on the phone looking at this, that, and the other. I speak it in your life tonight that that stronghold is broken. Somebody say, my taste is changing. He's looking for that. He goes find it. He can't find it. So his servant says, I heard there's a man of God in the city. He said, let us go go to him and let him ask our way. And they said, well, I can't go to the man of God empty-handed. So he says, i got to find an offering to give something to the man of God because for the man of God to tell us our way. They get an offering. They give the offering to the man of God. When they go to the man of God, they get to Samuel. Samuel's the man of God. Say, Samuel, Samuel. is the prophet. Say, he's the man of God. Samuel says, when he sees him, he says, hey, listen. He, uh, uh, actually, you can go ahead and put the scriptures up. They got it. We're just going to read it real quick. Say, I'm so glad it didn't work out. Come on, verse. Put it up there for me. Come on, verse. Come on, verse. Put the verse on the screen. Put the verse on the screen. Hey, glory. Okay. The servant answered Saul again. Here, I got a quarter of a second of silver with me, and I will get to the man of God, and he's going to tell us our way. Next verse. It says, formerly in Israel, when a man of God went to inquire God, he said, come, let us go to the seer, for today's prophet was formerly called a seer. Go with me. And Saul said to the servant, well said, let us go. They went up to the city where the man of God was. Keep going. As they went to the hill of the city, they met a young woman coming to draw water. And she said to them, is the seer here? Touch the neighbor and say, tell me, have you seen him? Then he answered, he, he is. He's just ahead of you. Hurry up. He's come down to the city because the people have a great sacrifice today on the high place. As soon as you enter the city, you're going to find it before he goes into the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he comes. So since he must bless the sacrifice. After it, those who are invited will eat. Now go up and you'll meet him immediately. She says, go get him. The people can't eat until the man of God gets there to bless the food. Next. All right, here's the next part of the verse. The next part of the verse is coming. Does the neighbor say it's coming? coming. Say it's on the way. So they went up to the city, and as they were entering the city, they saw Samuel coming out towards them on his uh, way up to the high place. <clears throat> now, the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed to what? Samuel. Tomorrow, about this time, I'm going to send you somebody from the land of Benjamin, you're going to anoint him to be prince over my people. He'll save his people from the hand of the Philistines. I've seen my people because their cry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord told him, there you go. He's the one who shall restrain my people. 
Look at me. God told Samuel the day before, he said, I'm going to send you somebody that's going to be the king. You're going to anoint him king. He thinks he's looking for donkeys. He couldn't find what he was looking for. You'll catch it in a minute. He couldn't find what he was looking for because he didn't know what God had in mind was something better. Come here. He didn't know that what God had in mind was something totally better than what he was looking for. There's some stuff that didn't work out, and you need to say, thank you that it didn't work out. Why? Because had I found you, all I would have had is the donkeys. Come here. All I would have had is that. But instead, I couldn't find that because God had something greater for me to find. I need you to be thankful for what was shut down. I need you to be thankful for what didn't work. I need you to be thankful for what didn't go the way you wanted to go. Why? God says, that ain't what I sent you out there for anyhow. It started that way, but I sent you to get something far greater in the first place. Somebody holler, thank God it didn't work out. He went looking for that. What he did know is God wanted to make him king. For some of those bad picks that we've had in our past and friends or business or relationships, God said, I used them to lead you to a lesson. There was something greater out of that I need you to get. And when you're thankful, you'll be able to get the lesson out of it and not be bitter, not have an attitude. If you see him, you ain't got to be mad. You ain't got to be angry. You ain't got to have a chip on your shoulder. Instead, you can say, God bless you. God keep you. God thank you because you were a lesson. Watch this. I may have came out thinking you were the it. You were the one. This was going to go this way. But God used you to get me to something greater. Would you slap your neighbor? High five. Say, God used it to get you something bigger. A bad pick in any relationship type, I'm done, doesn't always mean the other person is bad. It just means they're a bad pick for you. And we learned on Sunday, a bad pick will cause you to sin. Bad friends will cause you to sin. What sin mean? Miss the mark. Make bad decisions. Got it? You, 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 some, you can't be that casual with your space. I was doing a radio interview yesterday evening, and a lady asked me, she said, um, she said, she said, so tell me, you know, what you do and this and that. I said, I'm very protective of my space, and I'm very protective of my energy. I said, I don't have a lot uh, to give. Uh, to, to things that I'm not seeing are beneficial. And I have a lot to give to things that aren't bringing something. I said, and I'm very protective of who's around me, who my friends are. I said, I'm very protective of that. I said, because if you study that Bible, watch this. When the enemy wanted to get somebody off track, he did it through a human. <laughs> Samson is a strong guy, except when it came to Delilah. Think about it. He's the strongest man on the planet. But she made him weak. You know why? Her name means one who makes weak or poor. What Delilah means. And had he checked his foundation and found out what her name meant, he would have been like, baby, uh-uh. Mm-mm. We ain't going to be able to do that. I text you four times. I saw. Y'all not here. Then, watch this. It will make you act against God, we learned on Sunday. You'll miss church. You'll stop serving. You'll stop praying. Somebody say, none of this in 2019. <laughs> can I be real with you when I'm done? Sometimes we make bad picks because we think we can change people. You think you're a rescue ranger. Ch-ch-ch-chippendales. Rescue ranger. Ch-ch-ch-chippendales. Rescue ranger. One of my favorite shows, if, if I might add. Watch. Touch the neighbor and say, you can't rescue anybody. You are not Captain Save Somebody. But you know what we'll do? Can we, can we have a, a moment of real honesty? Remember talking all relationship types. 
we will sometimes fight against God to keep a bad relationship. I'm going to give you a scripture that's going to rock your world. Proverbs 22, 14. And I'm getting ready to close. Okay. Proverbs 22, 14. Y'all ready for this? And it says this. The mouth of an immoral woman is a deep pit. If God is angry with you, he'll leave you there. You'll fall into it. Look at me. Can we have a really sobering moment? God says, you fought me to keep mess. So, keep your mess. Put that verse back up and leave it for a good few minutes. The mouth of a forbidden woman is a deep pit. <clears throat> and if the Lord is mad, God will say, have that. Could it be? Woo. Let me back up. Let me get to the ark of safety. Could it be that sometimes you have fought God to keep what is actually the thing that is a pit? Let me say it again. Let me say it another way. Sometimes, can we all be honest? We fought to keep bad friends. We saw who they were, and we fought to keep them. And there keeps being tension. Mm. issues, problems, circumstances, situations. Could it be God is like, I'm trying to show you how much I love you to get you out of that pit that you're only attached to because of what comes out of their mouth. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to quit, but, but isn't it interesting that when people who know they've been doing wrong, toxic, cancerous, this, that, and the other, that when they can sense you're about to shut that down, all of a sudden their words change. This is too much for Wednesday. Now let's just ride home time to. And the Bible said that God, that if, if God is a little frustrated, now don't take angry like God's mad at you trying to get you. In other words, he's like God says, I'm frustrated because you don't see what I see. And the frustration isn't because you don't see it. It's because you don't want to see it. You don't want to see what's right in front of you. Can we be honest? We've all done it. Can we be honest? We've all done it. But here's what you need to celebrate. Celebrate the times where God wouldn't let you stay in a bad, toxic, cancerous friendship, relationship, business partnership. Why? God says, I love you. I ain't mad at you. I love you. And I cannot let you stay in that mess. I cannot let you stay in that drama. So here's what I've learned to do. I've learned to be sure about one thing. What's that? Say, what's that, Bishop? That people do what they want to do. That's what they do. And here it is, because I'm out of time. Here it is. Good. 
Here it is. People do what they want. And there's one thing I'm super sure about. I don't want anybody in my life or in my circle that don't want to be there. Right? I need you to adopt that same mentality. Because the Bible says that they went out from us that it might be made manifest that they were not of us. Because if they were of us, they would have continued with us. But proof that they weren't of us is that they did not continue with us. What are you trying to say, Bishop? Don't fight to hold on to bad, toxic pits. And they will lullaby you with their words. They never change. Nothing's ever different. I, 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 I got to quit, but have any of us ever experienced that? They, they never change. It's never different. No, nothing gets better, but watch this. They talk game for days. They got enough game for days, but when you look at the situation, the situation doesn't change. I'm going to need you to know in 2019, God says, I don't need you in toxic relationships. I don't need you in bad relationships. Everybody's sitting at your table in 2019. is going to bring something to the table. If you believe it, just say, thank you, Lord. Say, everybody at my table is bringing something to it. And if they walk, you better hear me Wednesday. Let them walk. Don't you fight to hold them. Don't you fight to keep them. Because you might be holding on to a pit. Stop threatening people with your absence as a way to manipulate their behavior. That's witchcraft. It's manipulation. Well, I'm going to leave if you don't do this. Don't chase anybody. Can I go deeper? Since I'm already a few minutes over time. Can I go deeper? Can I go deeper? No, I'm done. Can I go deeper? When we've done that, Hasn't it always come back around for us to say, I already knew what to do with you in October. I already knew what to do about this. But instead, I held on to what wasn't real. Okay. Are you here? Here's the deal. Say, I can't change anybody. Here's what you can do. You can pray for them. Can't change them. And here's what you're going to do. Y'all ready? What's he going to do? Either be patient while they evolve. Ooh, it got quiet right there. Because you know why? Because you evolving too. So everybody who you think, I'm waiting on them to get their stuff together, make sure your stuff is together. Why is this so important? I have discovered in life um, that we spend a lot of time doing stuff and putting energy in stuff that is never going to be what it ain't. <laughs> I just said something right there. That'll tweet. That'll Instagram. That'll snap. That's a shirt. So here's what I need you to do in 2019 is be okay with saying thank you 
I know somebody said, well, Bishop, how does, how does this final point apply toward married people? Well, it's very simple. You're not going to change them. I don't care if you're in it 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. You're not going to change them. So what you need to do is pray and, and, and stop threatening. Can, can I just go real deep for you? Can I act like this is a counseling session for 10 seconds? And I'm getting ready to close. He had me all silent and quiet. Watch. When you keep threatening people with your absence, what happens is a hard exterior builds. So now they're hardened against you. It's like a callus over a wound. I'm never letting you fully in again because you might go. And since you so easily tossed me away, Shandabaha, since you so easily threw me or throw me away, since you so easily do that, now I'm defending myself against you. There's a hard shell on me. Some of y'all do that with family folk and friends and all that. And you're like, I don't know why I can't get away. It's because you keep threatening. With, and you know you ain't going to do nothing. I'm serious this time. I want to challenge you to have a conversation with people. I'm done. I want to challenge you to have a conversation with people this week. And, and to, uh, one, why does this relationship exist? How many people are you going li- to do that challenge? Why is this relationship exist? Okay, cool. Thank you for your honesty. Some of you are like, I'm not doing it, Bishop. I'm not ready for that level of truth yet. I get it. I get it. But then I want to also then challenge you to be real about some of the people in your life that you might just have to say, this, prop, this may not have been best fit. You may not be a good friend. You're fun. You're convenient. We have so much fun together. But you alive. I can't trust you. I can't leave my wallet at the table when I get up to go to the bathroom with you. Y'all catching the point? Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. 
great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah! Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details.